The energy you put into something is more important than the something itself. I want you to know it doesn't just look like maybe the way I do it or the way that you've seen it done in the past or maybe the way that you've been doing it. You don't really like doing it. Your business can expand beyond you. You have to make sure that you are willing to scale yourself. This is Aligned and Ambitious Radio. Welcome back to Aligned and Ambitious Radio. This week, I wanted to do something a little bit different with this episode. And I actually have been dying to tell you the story of how we bought our home. I think there's so many lessons in the story. And so y'all on the podcast are going to be the first to hear how this home came to life. I have been saying this has been God's work. This is the truest manifestation. And yeah, there's a lot to it. So let's just dive in. We have been searching for a home since December of last year. So about six months now. And there were some things that logistically on paper were, you know, quote unquote, working against us. One of them being because of COVID, my husband has been laid off. He's thank God back to work now, but he was laid off for about a year. And so when we were applying for a pre-approval, there were two factors that came into play. One, he was laid off and two, I'm self-employed. And I I got so frustrated in this process because they they look for a lot more paperwork and a lot more proof when you're self-employed, which I do understand. But, you know, coming from someone who has a very stable business, a very successful business, a very profitable business, I felt frustrated that my self-employment felt like a barrier. So... On top of all of that, there are new regulations, at least in New York, where you need a different things and different pieces of documents and this, that, and the other thing to get a pre-approval. So that was kind of like the first hump. I went to a big bank. I told them our situation. There was one house on the market specifically. This was in like December, January that we really, really liked. And I told them what it cost. And they basically were like, yeah, you don't stand a chance. (laughs) Like they wouldn't even take my paperwork. They wouldn't run it. They were like, you're not going to get approved for this. And I was like, okay, great. I'm not available for that. So I talked to my realtor who has been so, so, so lovely. If you guys are ever buying a house (laughs) in Niagara County, New York, I will hook you up with the best realtor. But she gave me a few recommendations for private lenders. And the first person I talked to who, who is a private lender, not one of these like big mainstream banks, he got us approved within like two days. He's like, I'm self-employed. I get your self-employed. There's a few hoops that they're going to make us jump through, but that's not to say that it's impossible. So that was kind of our first win. We got that pre-approval. We went to see that original house. The setup of it was just not functional. Like long story short, it's not what the story is about, but like that wasn't our house. So we kept looking for months and months and months. And we did not bid on our first house 
until April. (laughs) So from December to April, there was like literally nothing on the market that we felt was worth like actually putting a bid in. And so this house got listed like from, from the day I'm talking three weeks ago. And it was this big blue, beautiful farmhouse with stone fireplace and a four car garage and a barn and a pool and land. And I was like, Oh, my God, I fell in love with this house, just by seeing the photos. Now, this house was listed very, very close to the top of our budget. And today's market is insane for anyone who's not (laughs) actively in the housing market. It's crazy. And so I sent it to my realtor and I was like, we would love to go look at this house. And she, in the nicest way possible, was like, I really don't want to set you up for disappointment. It's so close to the top of your budget. If there's not room to overbid, the odds are just against you because she's like, houses are selling for 40, 50, you know, thousand dollars above asking. And it's crazy and it's so competitive and houses are getting 10, 20, 30 bids. And I just don't want you to fall in love with this house if we don't have the wiggle room to fight for it. And I was like, you know what? I get it. I certainly don't want that to happen either. And so we kind of just like let that house dwindle away. So it was off the market within two days. Like it sold immediately. (laughs) They didn't have an open house or anything like that. They must have got a handful of offers and it sold. I didn't think anything of it. And then another house got listed. And this house really seemed to meet all of our needs too. And it was listed lower. So we had a lot more wiggle room to fight for it. And we went to see it and it was beautiful and it was great. And we were like, okay, this is the first house we're going to bid on. And we put in a really competitive bid. We bid $70,000 above asking, which my realtor was like, to date, this is like, this is the most above asking bid I've seen since the market has gone crazy. And so we felt pretty confident, to be honest with you. Like we we were looking for all the signs, like the stars aligned. We felt so good. We were like, there's no way someone is going to outbid us. There's just no way. They were making final decisions and choosing the bid on my husband's birthday. And so we were like, Oh, this is totally our house. It's going to be like your birthday present. Like we really, really thought that this was our house. (laughs) Um, So we got a call the night of his birthday, and we didn't get the house. And my realtor was just as shocked as we were. She was like, you know, I know I can't guarantee anything. We don't know the other bids that come in. But you guys have had the strongest bid that I've seen in a long time. And, you know, they went with with another offer. And we were really taken back by that. And, and because we're human, you know, like we have good mindsets, but we're human and we were frustrated. And the story kind of became, well, geez, if we're bidding $70,000 above asking and losing a bid, like maybe we just don't stand a chance in this market. And so we kind of started thinking about how can we get more wiggle room? How can we get the bank to, to give us more money aside from the cash we had on hand? And I had given myself a salary increase 
this year, which is a big thing they look at. Like, what am I actually making on paper? Not necessarily just what does the business bring in? And so I had called the bank and I was so pissed off, you guys. I was crying. I called my mentor. I was crying to my husband. I was so defeated because what the bank essentially said was like, because you're self-employed, they're going to think that you can just manipulate your income and they're going to want to see that pay raise for a year before they actually consider going through the pre-approval process again. But they were like, if your husband goes back to work, he only needs to be back to work for two weeks. <laughs> I was livid. I was like, this is fucking bullshit. He's been out of work for a year and you just want him to go back for two weeks. But I have a stable, growing, thriving business and I gave myself a significant salary increase. And you want, you want me to wait a year? just made no sense to me. I was so, so frustrated. I was in my own human experience. I texted my mentor and we were kind of talking about it. And she gave me some insight that just reminded me who the fuck I am. And she was like, the market is crazy. That doesn't mean anything. That's not the story. That's not the focus. Yes, money talks, but frequency talks louder. The Instagram sales flow guide has been updated and it's back. It's better than ever. It is my most downloaded freebie ever. And it walks you through exactly how to build more meaningful relationships and close more clients on Instagram. So you can go to alignedandambitious.co forward slash Instagram and grab your free copy. I went back to the basics. Like I had that initial moment of disappointment and I felt frustrated around the bank stuff because I'm like, you know, I've, I've worked so hard to grow this business so it could provide for my family that it just felt like it was just this big waiting game and it it meant nothing. And there was, there was a lot surfacing for me. There was a lot of emotions um, present for me in those conversations, but I knew, I mean, I knew we didn't get that house for a reason. I knew that, if it wasn't our house, it wasn't going to be our house. And it didn't matter what we did, you know. Um, And my focus for, for a couple of months when we weren't seeming to find anything was, how do we get more money? How do we get more money? How do we get more money? And then just one day I became available to like, what if all our needs are met and we don't need more money? What if our budget is absolutely perfect? What if our pre-approval is absolutely perfect? What if we actually have enough and the perfect house gets listed? And I started to refer to it as the unicorn house. (laughs) So this house that we bid on, 70K over and lost, I was like, this is the unicorn house. I, I had done all the things. I started the Pinterest board. I was like, this is happening. We lost it. Um, tried to get more money. That wasn't necessarily happening. And then... A week later, one week later, this big, blue, beautiful farmhouse with a stone fireplace (laughs) and a four-car garage and a barn and a pool and land, that original house that we loved, that we couldn't even go see because it was so close to the top of our budget, is back on the market. (laughs) And I'm like literally tearing up telling you this story because... I think it's so profound. I I really do. I think it's so profound. So that house got relisted. The original deal fell through. I texted my realtor and I was like, we want to see this house. We want to see this house. I was just so confident. I was like, I don't care. I know it's close to the top of our budget. I know we don't have that much wiggle room. I don't care. 
So they were having an open house this time because they didn't have one last time. And we went to, the house got listed on a Friday. It was over a weekend. The house got listed on a Friday. We went to the open house on a Saturday. We left the open house. We were like, we're going to bid. We're going to go all in as much wiggle room as we have. We're going to maximize. I texted my realtor. She submitted the bid. This was Saturday. Sunday morning, she calls me. Like I said, we have the best realtor. (laughs) Um, And the seller of this home was actually a realtor too. So there was more wiggle room and conversation she could have with them because it was realtor to realtor, not necessarily realtor to seller. So, you know, she's like, when a deal falls through, the last thing that people want to happen is to go into another bad deal. They want to secure the sale. They want to sell their house. They want to, you know, move forward. So my realtor called them with our bid, sent them our pre-approval before all the formal paperwork is done. She called them and she was like, look, here's my client's pre-approval. They have the cash flow. They have an offer. They will sign the contract. They will commit to you if you cancel all your other showings and stop taking bids. Sunday, the next day, we had our contract in our inbox. (laughs) I'm like literally so emotional telling this story. And they agreed to it. They canceled all their other showings. They stopped taking any bids. We had only bid 5K above asking. This house was bigger than the original one. It has more land than the original one. It just works better for our needs than the original one. And before we we bid 70K over, and this one was only 5K over. And they took our bid. And here's the thing. So often we look at what is logistical. Like, of course, there were probably people if they had continued to show the house, that was they would they would outbid us. It's just really inevitable in, in the way that the market is today. This original house that we loved from the moment we saw it listed got literally taken off the market. There's no way that we thought that this was going to be our house. It was sold. <laughs> it was not available anymore. We, we were told we essentially couldn't afford it. There's no way we could have known that it would have been relisted and that we would have saw it on a Saturday and been signing a contract for our deal on a Sunday. This was a Friday, Saturday, Sunday process. Within 72 hours, our perfect home went back on the market. We saw it, loved it, bid on it, got it. (laughs) It's insane, you guys. It's insane. And I keep, keep going back to what my mentor Andrea said about money talks, but frequency talks louder. Because after my frustration and after my tears and after I felt spiteful against the bank and, you know, self-employment and all these things, I regrounded and I was available for the perfect house coming in at the perfect price point. I didn't need more money. I didn't need to rely on the bank. I could rely on myself. I could rely on God. I could rely on the resources that I had because I'm a well-resourced woman. And so I just love this story. I think it's so profound. I think it can be, you know, the lessons I learned from buying this home can be translated into sales, into launches, into your goals in your business. 
Because so often on paper, it's like, well, it doesn't look like I'm going to meet my sales goal for the month. It doesn't look like I'm going to meet my launch goal. There's not a lot of time left. And this is just a really beautiful reminder that it doesn't matter what it looks like on paper. Because while money does talk, your frequency speaks so much louder. So that is the story of how we purchased our home. It's a perfect home. We're so excited. We are moving in at the end of the summer. If you haven't seen the home, I posted a little video and picture on Instagram. But I just want you to keep the story close to your heart and remember the story and the series of events and how everything ended up playing out. Next time you feel that, you know, the thing that you're working towards or the thing that you want isn't necessarily within reach because it's always in reach in the energetic field. So this is a fun story to tell. Thank you guys for listening. This is it for this week's episode of Aligned and Ambitious Radio. And I'll catch you guys next time. Thanks for listening to another episode of Aligned and Ambitious Radio. To stay connected in between episodes, follow me on Instagram at alignedandambitious.co and check out Aligned and Ambitious TV on YouTube. And as always, if this podcast is one that inspires you, make sure you subscribe and review the show. I'll see you next time and I hope the rest of your week is full of magic.